the natural ones. A bunch of good guys doing bad for glory and snacks. I like the way I like the way Look I saw the it. recording. The recording button was up in the corner, and the boss said that Alex just looks down, and it disappeared. <laughs> then it came back. <laughs> Why did, you got to tell us when you hit the record button. I want to have like impromptu, just talking about shit without all those jokes all the time. That's just what I want, and and I can't tell you ahead of time because if I tell well, you ahead Alex, of time, then you know it's fake. <laughs> How does it feel to watch? You should just let the joke stay. Just uh, let them stay. So I had to look it up myself so I could see it at full speed. Because so, <laughs> I wanted to see him hit the – how hard he hit the uh, – oh it was God, jumpy hit, on he my hits video. It. So. Oh, he – Yeah, he got a – Oh, my gosh. What do I do? So good. Well, and it's the what do I do? I yeah, what do I do? <laughs> Seriously, I have had a scout. I've had multiple scouts. When they got up, they 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 have to puke and they don't know what to do. They freak out. They're like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Well, and I just pound them on their back, and I'm just like, just fucking burp. Oh my god! Uh, scouts Alex, is an integral part of a male education. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, can you forward that one to me? Because I got to send that one downstairs. Michelle, yeah, I can. I can. I got the TikTok I link. Oh, okay. Unless you right. it a, I, just, I it had it on YouTube. So. Make it a badge. Oh, send I don't a, do yeah. TikTok, but I'll send make it. Make it a badge for uh, Scout. There it is. Can you chug a sparkling wine? And not burp. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? Oh, <laughs> Hey, why why do you want to drink a sparkling water to begin with? Because it's cool. There's only one sparkling reason to see if delicious. you can do it without burping. Because yeah, there's, there's no reason to drink those things for real. Oh, it tastes like ass. It's like yeah. the old. Can you drink a? Is it a gallon of milk? And is it one minute? Oh, is it ten minutes? Is it yeah. one? Yeah. yeah. No. The bad. answer is no. Yeah. The, the answer, answer is no. it's not possible. <laughs> no. Uh, oh my god. Oh, that well, was. Let us get started. Oh. Yes. Let's. Oh, let us play. Let's play. <laughs> let there be games. Hey, the force. Has anybody been and also playing around with the new D and D Beyond app? Oh, uh, I haven't played with the app like yet. They, combi- no. they combined everything together in the app now. It's kind of what? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's user friendly. On a yeah, phone they app. Yeah, two different apps. Oh. Yeah. No, well, they had the one that had all the books and everything, and the one that had, I don't know, they're different. But it's all together now. All together now. All together now. Did I happen to get a short rest last week? <clears throat> no. 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 So at the end of the game, uh, last week, we, we kind of left off. So um, you guys managed to complete your heist you complete uh, your with, and actually did a great job with it. Um, you managed to each pick up two items, uh, magic items out of the lockers, although you have not identified them yet, but you did each manage to uh, get away with two. Um, as a part of your, let's call it a plan, uh, um, Rolthor managed to lure away two guards to a nearby drinking establishment uh, where he was immediately kind of recognized as an outsider and uh the one of the one of the barkeepers ran got some you know got some uh, of the local constabulary and basically they attacked Rolthor. He went down. 
and was rescued by Feralt and a woman named Shota or Joda. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. I'm sure it'll come out. Um, who helped him and, you know, kind of brought him back and teleported him down, but not without stealing Rolthor's ring first. Feralt did manage to abscond with that. Um, once at the bar, you guys decided to get the hell out of Dodge. And just as you were trying to figure out how you were going to do that, um, Lucius, the, the, I mean, angel of death for lack of better terms, um, showed up and decided to trash you and the level that you were on. You did manage to survive your encounter with him. You got him pretty low and he decided to take off and fight another day. Uh, at which point you turned around and went right back to the um, Harry Eyeball to go upstairs and try and get a rest in because you guys were in pretty sad shape. And that is actually where we're going to pick up. Um, which of you is going to Jaeger Brightax since Nick is not with us tonight? Don't everybody jump at once. Um, okay. Okay. What? Hey, well, Brian, if you would rather tonight, that would probably be better for me as I'm going to be D&Ding and putting candles together. Yeah, let me see if I can grab him real quick. Everybody oh, okay. can jump in, but I'll, I'll, it's, I'll take It's lead. pretty simple. Just rage and attack whatever's nearby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a wall. I'm going to run into it. There you go. Pretty much. You're good. Every, every once in a while, climb a tree and jump to another one. <laughs> All right. Um, so as you guys, as you guys entered the room, so you entered that kind of back room with the teleportation circle um, and barricaded the door back kind of in place and then started to kind of read the wall. A chunk of the wall is missing. It's just gone. Um, but it was, you guys started to kind of put it back together. I think somebody used, um, it wasn't stone shape, but it was another kind of similar spell to kind of put part of the wall back together. And that is where we're picking up. So we want to uh, <clears throat> um, set up a watch um, so we can all get a rest. Well, I'm going to go to sleep because I'm tired. So Bright Axe is going to go take the first long rest because he's... He's pretty hurt. Okay. So who is going to, don't mark any long rest yet. Um, who is going to take the first watch? I'll take the first watch with whomever. I'll stay for the first watch. Okay. On, Thud. All right. Uh, do you guys want to have any conversation or are you just getting to it? Oh, uh, we could, we could, we don't have to role play, but we can have a, we could have some conversations about continuing my journey in, uh, fucking up the lord of dark here trying to yeah. talk to him and meditate and figure out what the hell he wants from me because I'm still mad at him okay um, each of you go ahead and roll um, uh, just roll, roll a d20 no modifiers just a d20 no modifier yes. <laughs> Uh, dose. I got a six. Okay. okay. I got two. Can you yeah. say everybody oh, or just those? I'm, no, no, I'm sorry. Just those two guys. 
Okay. okay. So your watch kind of begins and you guys begin having a conversation um, about Kron- or, I'm sorry, about Kalimbor, Um and kind of uh, chatting, kind of trying to keep it low. Um, and you can hear on the streets outside, especially with a chunk of wall missing, it's, it's actually not that difficult to hear at all. Um, there are people that are kind of starting to creep out from nearby buildings and stuff, and they're looking around. They're kind of picking through the remains of kind of the, the uh, uh, impromptu campsites that had kind of popped up in the streets over the course of, of since the last time you've been there anyway. Um, and they're starting to come out. Uh, they're starting to kind of identify the dead and find people. You hear people start, you know, the, the wails of, of people crying and, and children kind of screaming. And it's just that kind of post-battle kind of malay that is kind of sinking into the citizens here. There are still quite a few people. Um, while it, it, it was definitely, I mean, don't get me wrong, there was a massacre that occurred here. Um, you know, there were that level was so packed with people that there are still a, a large chunk of survivors. Um, and you notice, um, make, uh, Croker and Krantad make, uh, either an investigation or a perception check. Either way is, oh, is perception. Kind of keeping watch. Yeah. Oh, that's true. It's you. I wasn't thinking around. I just told you. 15. Oh, I got a six. Okay. Wow, you are off to just a stellar evening, aren't you? <laughs> We're tired. Nice. Um, so yeah, you do you do hear kind of a snap uh, that you recognize as the sound of teleportation uh, of a teleportation going off, um, and you see a handful of City Watch kind of garbed dwarves coming up, but they are you get the idea from watching that they're more like search and rescue. It's like a group of clerics that are coming down and trying to do what they can to help. Um, and they're starting to, you've got, uh, you know, it's, it's probably 10 ish of them and five or six just immediately start going to the streets and doing what they can for some of the survivors. Um, and then a handful start going kind of door to door, um, opening up, you know, doors and shouting in and trying to find people and, and basically beginning kind of search and rescue operations. All right. Um, I do have a quick conversation with Cronthud. Sure. So, so Cronthud, we have to, uh, <clears throat> enough with these side mission shit. We've got to get back to Alftrag so we can do what we need to do. <clears throat> yes, I uh, I wonder actually if if it is my destiny to go with you at that point or not. I've been having after the death of my father and killing Rantolf, I've been wondering if maybe I am meant to stay in the blight and attempt to figure out what Kelimvor wants so that this does not be a this is not the cult anymore but I agree I think you we definitely need to stop whatever is happening in Alfdrag I just don't know if it's Kelimvor's will for me to continue well, I would be ashamed to lose you as a companion but I'm still being pulled and Deepwater is just one on my list. 
Right, and that's what I... The string is getting pulled too tight. I wonder if both you and Meep will continue and you will be more of Kelebor's fist while I uh, sit back and research and try to figure out what I can do to undermine Feralt from over here and change his mind about what Kelebor wants. So I'm not sure. I will continue to pray about it and meditate and see what it is that Kelevor wants me to do. Well, while you're talking to him, ask him what the hell he wants from me <clears throat> you, while I'm taking care of business. You know that he doesn't communicate with me like that. But I will ask. You never know. You never know. That's it. Okay. All right. Who's got next watch? I believe it was uh, the brothers. The brothers dim. Okay. Is there any conversation yeah, you two would like to have? I don't. Uh... I don't really have anything to say to my brother right now. Well, you never do. I, any, I wasn't sure. Uh, do, am I aware that Peralt showed up when he was? Uh, I didn't tell anybody. Yeah, you would not be. You you would be aware that the woman randomly showed up and brought his ass in. But you don't know Croker and Rolthor are the only two who have seen her before. Uh, then I don't know that I really have a whole lot to talk to him about. Okay. So your portion of the watch passes more or less in silence. Um, Rolthor, um, make a make a perception check. Twenty one. 21. Yeah, so you were unconscious when he took it, or you were in and out of consciousness when he took it, but you realize kind of with a start that your ring is gone. Um, and it starts to kind of come back to you in bits and pieces kind of what he had said to you when he took it. Um, and he didn't seem angry with you, but he seemed in a, in a strange way, he seemed kind of proud, but also like relieved um, that you had had it and and he did, he took it with you with uh, without your consent. So um, both of you, please may please roll d20s. Okay, Matt. Five. Okay. All right. So you continue to as as the evening wears on. Um, it gets pretty late by the time your watches is. is getting over um it's getting really late and the clerics are coming through there's more and more people who are kind of arriving to help and give aid um one it's it's weird you all kind of jolt awake at one point in the night as the facade of a building just kind of crumbles down it it had some structural damage it just kind of crumbles down um and you hear some more yelling at that point um it's it's a little weird to be trying to get rest in here because you're hearing just 
kind of, you know, lamentations of, of victims. Um, the clerics, the group are getting closer to the hairy eyeball, um, but they haven't, they don't seem to have uh, engaged or noticed much uh, in here yet. Um, but they do start, you know, you can hear them issuing commands and orders now. Um, if you're going to try and continue your rest, uh, I'd probably want to take a stealth roll from you guys as well. So just from to be clear, hold on. We're, we're all upstairs in the rooms that we usually use, and the watch is downstairs, correct? They're downstairs in the streets. They have not entered your building yet. No, 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 no. Us as a group. We're resting upstairs because we usually have those rooms upstairs, but the watch is downstairs in the bar because it's been decimated, correct? Are you talking about this? The you watch guys are barricaded the in the room. So all of us are in the room, even the people all of that us are, are on watch. Yeah. Right. You guys barricaded yourselves in, so you're right. all in the same yeah. room. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could peek in. They could come in through the, the first floor and not see us because we're upstairs on the second floor. I mean, they could theoretically search the second floor, and if your back yes. holds, they just yeah. So okay, um, okay. So third watch is gonna be bright axe and beep. Oh, yep. the team together again. All right. So um, since he's not here, obviously there's not gonna be any conversation going on. Not really. Grumble, grumble, no, my nutsack. During our during our time, like it's been kind of harrowing, and I need to take my mind off things. So I'm gonna pull out um, this gaming board I found. I mean, I've never okay. done anything with it. Sure. And I'm gonna offer to see if he wants to play a game while we while we keep watch. Okay, excellent. So um, you go to offer that. I was not expecting this. Bear with me as I pull it up. What is it? Tarnep's terrific. Tarnep's terrific gaming board. Yeah. I don't know what it does. Okay, so you sit down and you kind of challenge Brightax to a game, and he actually he takes a look at it and he's a little hesitant because he was the last one to have an interaction with it. I'm gonna and be like, "Hey, buddy! I mean, this is all about combat. This is all you. I, you're the great combat. I, I don't know what that guy do with these games. Don't, don't you think you can beat me?" Uh, last time I used it, it was uh, I had. Strange dreams. Ah. So well, I have those all the time. So or was it a vision or something, if I remember correctly? He kind of was just drawn into the game. Yeah. And Meep, as you're as you're doing this, are you like holding the board? Oh yeah. So as you do it, your your thumb brushes over some of the, the runes on it, some of the, the arcane writing on it. And a similar thing happens to you. Um, you're conscious. You suddenly just kind of get tunnel vision, and the room just kind of fades around you. Um, and you find yourself in a darkened room. You're in about ankle deep water, uh, black water. You're in a chair. There's an empty chair next to you. There's a table between you. The game board has kind of morphed into a gaming table of sorts. Uh, still looks like it has a kind of a chessboard on the top. Um, 
and you see kind of the typical wizard type guy. So it's a guy in, in longer flowing robes, kind of a longish beard, not quite, uh, you know, not the crazy, like down to the chest, but kind of like a Gandalf length beard, um, except with shorter hair. And he walks up and he pushes his glasses to the top of his nose and he says, hi, would you like to play a game? What is, what is bright axe? Right Axe sees Meep just kind of holding the thing and he's he's Meep is like mid sentence and he just stops talking. And his and his irises get kind of large and he's just standing there. Well you're not Bright where is this place? Welcome. As I said, this is this is my this is my this is my tower. And I'm always oh. looking for a good challenge. Brightax slaps the board out of his hands. Okay. That's fine. This is all taking place in just a, f- a few short okay. instances. So. I rolled the D20. And, and what, pray, I'm going to ask a couple questions because that's how I am. And what, pray sure. tell, is your name, kind sir? Uh, well, as the board, as you may have inferred from the board, uh, my name is Tarnapt. Tarnapt Clar. And are you, you of a wizard of the good type or the bad type? Well... Are you talking about good at this game? I don't know. You'll have to test your skill against me. And he sits yeah. down. I'm up for it. What, right. what are we wagering on this skill? He waves his hand over the board. Then he says, the wager is always the same. And you need to roll a d4. Got kind of Three. Three? Yep. Okay, so... You kind of, he waves his hands over the board and you kind of think back to a game you had played when you were a kid. Um, it was called Eureka and it was a dice game. It was just something you used to gamble on when you were in the other world. Okay. Um, and so it's basically, you take a, you know, you, you have a cup and you have six or eight dice in it um, and, and you shake them up and you throw down. It's basically, it's Yahtzee. It's a Yahtzee okay. analog. Um and so he sits down and he goes, uh, after you. So you are going to roll one type of each die. So you're going to roll a four, a six, an eight, a 10, excluding percentile, a 12, and a 20. Got you're it. Roll those and add them up. And if you max on anything, you add an additional five points. So if you get a four on the four sided die or a six on the six sided die, you add an additional five points. Uh, I did not, and I got 26. Okay. I rolled kind so of let me do. Uh Okay, well, I've I've maxed on my first two, so... Oh, I've maxed on three of them, so Ooh. I'm probably going to beat you. Yeah. So, three... Eight. I do like this dice and being in D&D Beyond when you're trying to do, like, just boom, boom, boom. Yeah, because I'm just sitting here doing maths. So uh, that's 10, 20, 23, 31, 41, 42, yeah, 43, 53. Yeah, I got 59. So, okay. So, um, so you guys, you do this and while you're playing and it's, it's going back and forth for a few, uh, for a few hands, um, you're going back and forth. Um, and he just starts to kind of ask you about, how you grew up and where you grew up. Is there any information that you want to kind of share with him? Do you want to be open with him? Do you want to lie to him? Uh, yeah, at this point, I'll go and be open with him. Okay. 
All right. So what do you, what do you choose to share with them about how you, about your upbringing? Um, I, you know, that, uh, my, I'm not going to tell them I was a gnome, but I'll tell them that my, my upbringing about my background and how I got pulled into military service. And they saw me as talented with, um, devices and building things and how I kind of got involved in that and building things. And I'll leave it kind of like, I'll stay mostly in the young part of my lives when I was just, and I had a sister and she kind of got pulled a different route in the military service. Um, but we start out as kind of street urchins and we don't know what happened totally with our parents, but we know that they were pulled from us. So. Okay. Um, and he looks at you and his eyes kind of this fluid kind of just creeps into his eyes all the way. And they go entirely. One of them goes entirely white. And one of them goes entirely black. And then you get a drip on each side of the opposite color. So in the black eye, a little white comes in and kind of swirls. And in the white eye, a little black comes in and kind of swirls. And it, it gives you a, a kind of a yin and yang effect, um, yeah. but it's also creepy as fuck. Like yeah. to just see this happen in somebody's eyes. Um, and then they kind of just clear and he looks at you very knowingly and he, he, he says, so when you came to this world, you inhabited the body of a dead one. Uh, well, I, I don't know who's dead. I, I mean, probably, I hope, I hope it wasn't still alive. But yeah, they usually try to find a, a, a recently killed creature, I believe. And how'd you know? I mean, I, I shouldn't be surprised. I'm sitting here in a giant game board in the middle of a black unknown place, probably a different plane in the entire solar system or universe, whatever you want to talk about. How'd you know all that? He pulls how did out your creepy eyes. Do that. He pulls out a, a round kind of disc from his pocket. That's got a, a small chain on it. And he clicks, he clicks one top of it and, and, you're really intrigued by this thing. It's a little machine. It looks, it looks kind of gnomish in nature. It's very fine. It pops open and you see within it, you see the face of a clock and you realize this is some sort of miniaturized clock. It's a pocket watch, but it's just not something you probably would have seen before. And he clicks it shut and he goes, you know, I really must go, but you should feel free to come back anytime. This was, uh, this was rather enlightening. And he gets up and he says, he says, good game. Perhaps you'll be able to get me next time. And he turns and he starts to walk away and your tunnel vision kind of goes the opposite way. Wait, 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 wait. And the the tunnel vision opens up and you see Croker just slap the game board out of your hand. Like you're some nerd in middle school. You just knocked all your books. I'm sorry, Bright X, Bright X. My bad. Sorry. Bright X just whack. It was me. What are you doing? And, and, and as he's doing that and I'm coming out, he hears me kind of say, I want to see the watch. Can I see your watch? Wait, wait, wait. Let me see your watch. And then boom, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. God, and- whoa. Bright axe. Jeez. I just, I want to see if we could play a game. But then I went into this weird black room with like this game board. And did you ever meet the old man with the big beard? The wizard in the dreams? I told you so. <laughs> yeah, it was freaky, man. He kicked my rear at this Yahtzee like or this game I used to play it when I was a kid with dice. I mean, I was doing awful. I felt like you might have been giving me a chance here and there though to kind of like keep up. So, Chris, at the end of uh, at the end of your long rest, uh, yeah. meet meet because he lost the game. We'll still suffer one point of exhaustion. Sweet. Yeah. Good times. Good times, man. All right. a shot. That's no, all right. It's a game of chance. Yep. 
Um, so, oh, real quick, how long does this last? What's that? Or do I not know? This exhaustion. The exhaustion? Um, it's yeah. going to last. I think it lasts. Let me reread it. Uh, it's just one I'll point of exhaustion. It. So on your next long rest, you'll lose it. We, we, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then I need you and Bright Axe to each roll a d20. Two. 18. Two? 18. Okay. And then also, I didn't get stealth rolls. I said I wanted them, but I forgot to get them. Uh, what's everybody's stealth roll? Stealth 20, roll. 25. 25. Okay. Oh, wrong character. Ooh, well, 17. Well, Bright Axe 21. 17 for 19 Wolford. and a 21 for Bright Axe and Croker. <laughs> and Cronkite wow. screwed us up. Thanks, I, roll, I, roll, I roll with uh, advantage, so I got a 7. You mean disadvantage? <laughs> no, no, advantage. Wow. I got a 3 and a 7. So there you go. Nice. Well done. Okay, I'm missing somebody. Awesome. What'd you get? 22. Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. My, my plus eight helped that. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys, as you continue through the night, um, it gets into the very early morning hours. You do hear um, somebody kind of breaks through the door downstairs uh, and they start, and you'll recall there were bodies downstairs. There were dwarves and there were a few of those uh, uh, bug guy things. Um, you can hear movement down there. You can hear people kind of dragging bodies out. Somebody does in the very wee early morning hours, um, somebody does kind of put their shoulder into the door you've got, but the barricade that you guys built there holds. So they kind of <laughs> and hit against it, and then they go, okay, we'll come back to this one. And you hear them tack something into the door. Um, Kronthud was was doing a bit of a snore there, and you guys were a little worried for a few seconds, and, and, and Meep kind of nudges him with his tail or, and, and covers his nose with his tail, um, and, and Kronthud kind of and rolls over and, and stops snoring, um, and you feel pretty confident that the clerics have moved on and, and passed without you. Um, you wake up the following morning. Everyone except Meep feels refreshed, and you may take your long rest. You guys succeeded in making it through the night without causing any turmoil so everybody recovers everything they need except me you you're going to recover your slots you're just going to be yeah but not my long rest i got it yep <coughs> all right the day is yours uh let's go home yes i agree Rule four. Oh, one second. My spell slots are not flipping over, so right now I have no spells that says this. So, rule four. Yes. Before we take off, who was that? Uh, who was that woman that was with you? It was like you guys, like a couple of you knew her from before in Alftrag. 
Uh, I can't remember. Uh, remember her from? Croker and Rolthor had seen Croker. her before. Oh, but she, that's was, say, I, she was accompanying Feral. Yeah, she yeah. was at the uh, the rusty gear there back in Alftrag. Right. No, that's what I say. Oh, so you didn't really I know, don't know her. who she is personally. I gotcha. No. Just another one of Feralt's pawns, huh? Like us. Yes. Hey guys, remind me, can't you re-prepare different spells overnight? Like during that time, could I have prepared a spell or do I have to like some classes can, some classes cannot. Correct. Okay. Okay. All right. So I think when we're heading, we should head home. Okay. Rolthor, you had packed the, the last time we talked, you had packed mass teleportation circle, which will work. Is that what you're intending to use this time or I guess we gotta get everybody back. That's probably who I should use or what I should use. So sure. Okay. So Rolthor begins uh, the prep on his spell, and you guys have to clear actually some of the junk off the floor um, because there's bits of plaster and stone and things like that that have fallen in. Um, but he manages to take the chalk on the outline of the teleportation circle. He kind of redraws, matching the one to you guys are headed where to the blight. Okay. Um, and does his incantation. It takes about 15 minutes and you guys are just, you know, recognizing that you don't give too much of a shit. It's still difficult to sit there and just listen to the wailing coming from outside um, as the level that you're on or the area that you're in has just been thoroughly and utterly decimated by these things that flew in. Um, again, you hear search crews, um, one of them finally begins pushing on the door um, from earlier and they, they kind of knock it in and you see where they had kind of tacked in a, a green ribbon kind of probably meaning, Hey, this room searched or not searched or whatever. And they stick a couple of heads in and you see the surprise register on their face when it's guys who were just, you know, kind of chilling it in there um, when Rolthor snaps you out uh, and you guys feel the familiar bend uh, and, 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 you know, hear this, this, kind of yawp in your ears as the snap happens. Um, and then you're in the familiar kind of area of the teleportation circle in, uh, in your hideout in the blight uh, lit by torchlight with the closed door in front of you. You guys are um, home for lack of a better word. Sweet. Um, I, guys, um, if you want me to, I can go identify all those magic items that you uh, that we found. So if you want me to, I'll, I would love to go off into my little hole in the wall and get to work. Kind of excited you. to see what we have. I think you should do that. Okay. Perfect. I can switch spells during a long rest, so I, I got my identify prepared. Okay. All right. So Meep is going to skitter off and do that. Um, is there anything else that or any of you are going to try to accomplish here in the next, let's say it's what, 10 minutes to cast identify, or are you just using slots to do it? Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to save my slots. So, I'll, Oh, I'll you can't ahead. ritual cast, can you? Okay. Well, I don't think I can. I don't think you can ritual cast. So you're going to have to kind of pick and choose, or you're going to go through a ton of slots. Blows. 
You yeah, have two, uh, four, we can spend six, the day eight, here. <laughs> if we spend the day, I'll go through all my slots. Okay. How many? How many? How many people do we have? You have ten items. I can get through nine of them. <laughs> okay. All right. So which? So Croker has. Um, he has a set of armor and he has an axe. Um, Otham had a staff. I'll, I'll do. I'll do everybody's stuff except for my uh, tool, my multi-tool. Okay, fair enough. So um, you're going to do that, Crontan. How are you going to spend your day? Um, I'm going to go to the pyramid, and I would like to. I would like to see if I could speak with anyone high up in the uh, in the pyramid. Uh, if I if if uh, what's his name? If Farrell's here, I'd like to talk to Farrell. Okay. If he's not, then uh, whatever bearer of the pole that I can get a hold of. Okay. Let me pull that up. Um, Otham, how are you going to spend your day? You can go with him. All right, Yep, that would be fine. Okay, roll Thor. I am going to work on make, trying to make sure I understand how to use the logic razor. Okay. And Weapons training That's montage. Right. <laughs> Got to get ready for close combat again. I'll go find some music for you, Rothar. Hold on. <laughs> some Mortal Kombat, a little, some, little Mortal Kombat music. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Or some like good eighties, good eighties, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I thought I had some names in here. I guess I don't. Okay. Oh, I do. Yay. Okay. Um, and then Croker, how are you going to spend your day? Um, it's just it's time to take inventory. I got this bag of many things with tons of stuff in it. I've got axes that need sharpening and fair enough armor that needs fixing. So just readjust okay. everything so that I'm ready for the next adventure. Okay. So how are you going to do that? Are you going to like cast a spell inside the bag of holding just to make it explode and so everything comes out? Or I'm just gonna open it and <laughs> shake it. I'm gonna turn it inside what? out. Turn it inside out. Whoa. If you if you turn it in, seriously, if you turn it inside out, everything pops out. So you that, that's the easiest way to do it. Okay. So, I, I think um, I put all my stuff in there and then just if you cut a, a hole in the bottom of it. Yeah, there you go. I would love to see what that looked like. That would be awesome. So I guess we'll start with, with Meep. Um, Meep, you identify the armor that Croker brought you. Um, it Get is ready a, to write your stuff down, guys. I'm only writing my stuff down. Yeah. So Croker, you got um, a smoldering armor. You can look that Sweet. up. Smoldering armor. Smoldering armor. You can look that up in D&D Beyond. It's in there. Okay. And you got a berserker axe. That is also in D&D Beyond. Um, Otham, you got a staff of bird calls. 
And you got, so that you can look up in D&D Beyond. And then you also got the bag of jewels that you were going to pay to Trebuchet. Whether or not you do is completely up to you guys. But the bag of jewels contains six large diamonds. There are four in there that are worth a thousand gold pieces each. And there are two that are worth 500 gold pieces. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's yeah, a lot. It's about 5,000 GP worth of diamonds, but they're in very specific denominations. So the diamonds, he, the jewels, he doesn't have to identify it. So he can identify all nine objects. Oh, you're right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I was just counting objects. You're right. He doesn't, no. he, yeah, he would, he would see those and go, holy shit, those are big ass diamonds. Let's give those to Krantha so he can revivify people when needed. Uh, that would be kind of a good idea, probably. Um, Meep, you get an all-purpose tool plus one. That is in D&D Beyond. Yeah. And, and you also get a three-foot by five-foot carpet of flying. Yes. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the one thing you're going to want to be very aware of with that is two size. That's yes. right. One one thing you'll want to be very aware of on that is the weight limit. If you've got Bright Axe on it, he's probably the only one getting on it. Uh, but it'll carry most of the rest of you. So, great. Just bear that in mind, because it's not going to carry everybody. And you can you can check that out on D and D Beyond. Yes, I can. Uh, Krantha, you got as you probably suspected, you get an alchemy jug. And you got um, another folding boat. So you have one that will match Bright Axes. <laughs> um, Rolthor, you were not there, so you didn't get anything. And then Bright Axe got, if somebody wants to write this down for him or add it to his inventory, um, he got a figurine of wondrous power, which is a marble elephant. And he got... Um, the, the item I called it was a circlet of insight, um, but it's an Iune stone uh, with, uh, with the, the insight. It's a plus, what is it? It's a plus two to wisdom, I think. So it does exactly what he wanted it to do, but it's, it will be under Iune stone. And then um, I believe under insight is the one that it is. Hey, Chappie, I'm sorry. Did you say it was a three by five? Three by five. That's correct. Yeah, I got you. Thanks. All right. And so, um, Rolthor, as you are down kind of working out, you are, it's, it's, I would imagine Brightax probably went down there with you. Um, you guys are kind of sparring a little bit lightly. Um, your logic razor, um, at this point, it just kind of springs. It, 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 you have no problem snap it, snap hissing it open at all. Um, and you guys are kind of down there lightly working out. Um, you're kind of showing him some, some tricks with casting, uh, especially when it comes, you know, he's showing you a little bit with Eldritch Bolt. You're showing him a little bit with like how to utilize lightning and things like that. And all of a sudden you see me fly through the doorway on this carpet, go straight up to the ceiling, which is, you know, really high above you bank two or three times, come straight down, whiz right between Bright Axe's legs, take a hard up right between you, and then right back out the door, just screaming with joy the entire time and leaving a contail of piss because he's a little bit scared of what's going on. <laughs> he's enjoying himself. All right. Okay. Um, and then Otham and Krant, that you guys head to the pyramid. You run into Artwan along the way. He's the centaur kind of head of security. Um, and he really just kind of hits you up as far as, you know, what have you, 
what have you heard from the outside world? He's just kind of intelligence gathering. Do you want to have much of a conversation with him? Or are you just going to kind of, what are you going um, to do? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What do we, what, when was the last time we saw him? Uh, yeah, it's right, right before you left for, you guys were here right before you left for, for Alftrag. For Alftrag? Yeah, you went straight, you went from Alftrag to the Adamantine Islands to Toth. So this is the first you've been back since Alftrag. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what I know that I could tell him. He asked specifically if, if Alftrag is as bad as the rumors have said. Uh, it depends on the rumors you're talking about, but I would believe that, yes, it is as bad as the rumors say. Um, we ran into magic uh, does not work properly within the walls of Alftrag. Every time we cast a spell... Maybe not when we cast a spell, but when, uh, yes, things would happen. What um, type of what type of things? Oh, it was all kinds of strange things. At one point, I think three of us turned into monsters. Um, he he kind of smirks. He thinks you're joking, and then realizes you're being completely serious. Yeah. Oh. Um. So yes. Uh, it, like I said, it doesn't work properly. Um. We also found we were under under Alftrag and uh, ran into a dragon of sorts. It was not a full-fledged dragon, I don't believe. And it had the soul of someone that we have uh, been chasing around or that we knew. I see. Uh-huh. We were also told that... Uh, do you know what a... Uh, Planetar is. Fortunately, I've never dealt with one, but I know exactly what one is. Why? Uh, we were told that there is a planetar that is hunting us, looking for us. Uh, make an insight check. Ooh, I think I'm pretty good at these, unless I roll a two. <laughs> Damn it. I am so good at it. I have a plus freaking 10. Does he get advantage? So I got, got a 12. I got a 12. <laughs> All right. So he, um, you know, it's, he's, he's difficult for you to read, but, you know, what you said to him was you were being hunted with one. Um, and he says to you, he says, well, then I would take great care and do your best to avoid it. They're not known for. They're not known for being pushovers. They serve, yes. they serve the largest of the deities and can be used to enforce. We kind of got that impression. We are working on something to possibly uh, get rid of our scent, for lack of a better word. Make it difficult for him to uh, track us. Fair enough. Um, do you know if he's gotten? Do you know if he's gotten close to you? No, that we don't know. All right. At least I do not. Uh, what other news from the fronts? Uh, I don't think we have any other news. There was some problems in Toth. I don't know. Somebody was something happened at a at a bank or something, and 
there was people going crazy and well we met something we met something else at uh, Toth tried to attack us and uh, you know eat us as well another I understand that go ahead I understand that city remains under siege uh, yes as far as I know but apparently able to get in and out in a teleportation spell. Well, lucky you then. Yes. So there are some holes in their defenses. But no, other than that, what what news have you heard? Anything you would like to share? Uh, little and less, although there are grumblings of... of there are grumblings of things happening in Dundalin, which you would know is a city way to the north, like way like up on the ice peaks to the north. Um, but nothing confirmed. It sounds as though there are giants up there who may be on the move. For whom we do not know yet. And those giants, do we assume that they're against all of us? I don't know. I don't know. Feralt has so many agents out there trying to do different things. I have no idea. Right. Well, I'm glad you are here trying to uh, piece together information from all of us. Someone needs to do it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any, uh, have you, are you in contact with the, uh, the army? Are you with uh, Garlock's army? You Dems? Uh, no, they don't. They don't speak to us. Okay. Well, I'm curious to see what help is happening. Who is pressing against uh, Alftrag right now? Because we are hoping to possibly go back. We have a job to do. Well, then you're a braver man than I. I will do my best to sit here and protect the blight. Well, good Good man. All right. And he kind of trots off. He, he kind of starts giving commands to a couple of nearby, those little bleeder goblin things and, and starts chasing people off and kind of distances from you. You guys head all the way to the temple um, where you're told Feralt is not in. Um, however, because of who you are and because of some of the reputation that you continue to build um, and also often being there, uh, helps distinctly um you do get you can have an audience with high master dracomoth if you'd like um he's the one yeah he's the one who was there with you um he helped to kind of inform you about off track a little bit he was one of the high uh the kind of three Highest of the bears of the Paul. He's he's as high as you're gonna get without getting to Feral. One of the triumvirate. Yes, that would be correct. <laughs> okay. I'm glad one of us remembers the names I come up with. <laughs> I just made that up. I thought it sounds like something you would come up with. <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Oh, actually it's called the triad. <laughs> but mm. close enough. So he gives you an audience. Do you want to go talk to him? Yes. Yes, I would. 
All right. So you walk in and it's again, it's you're going through the the kind of polished onyx hallways of this pyramid. You come into um, a relatively large room, although nowhere near what Farrell's got, obviously. Um, and it's it's kind of similar to Farrell. It's a series of apartments, a um, uh, little smaller. But the the one area that he kind of greets people in is, is kind of a lowered kind of think 70s style conversation pit. But like gotcha. it's really, really shiny and stone. Um, and there is kind of a, a brazier in the middle of it that is lit, although it, it appears to not be fueled by, by typical means. It appears to be kind of um, arcane in nature. So there's a little bit of heat, but it's more like a natural gas heat than a campfire heat. Um, and it's just kind of a low, even flame. Uh, and he motions for you to come and sit and, and, and kind of claps his hands and a few of those little, little, breeder got bleeder goblin things come in and they they bring you some uh some refreshment and some food and things like that and he sits down and greets you and asks kind of what it is you are looking for well hi master it is a pleasure to see you again i am curious about continuing my priesthood under Kelimvor. Yes. I, I am looking to possibly work on uh, research and going through some of the books that you have in the library to further my education for our Lord Kelimvor. He has led me down this path I have taken care of steps, uh, taken care of things that he has called me to take care of, mainly Rantolf, the, um, my mind went blank. What, what was he? Beholder. Thank you. Oh, the death, death tyrant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the, he was a beholder before that. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the beholder that had me killed originally, it was my duty to slay him, and he has been slain. I do not feel that adventuring is exactly what Kelivor wants from me at this point. I believe it is my destiny and job to come and work with you and to become a greater paladin of Kelivor. Re to help you organize and reorganize the people here in the Blight into a true religion. Um, he glances to Otham and it's more like just a side eye and then back to you and then back to Otham and then back to you and just says, I see. And how would you go about this? Well, I would, I would like to know your organizational, your organization of this cult of Kelivor. I would like to work with you, and then I would like to read, meditate, commune with our God, and see if I can help to mold this with you into something far greater than it is now. And, and he looks to Otham when he says this. He says, and, and 
what do you think about this? Well, kind of news to me. I don't. I don't know that I knew that the concept was thinking that way. But uh, you know, I'm not one way of what they want to do. That's good. His knowledge of his belief. I brought Otham along because we thought maybe Ferrell was here. And being his son, he wanted to speak with him as well. But I also am glad he's here to give you the character reference. And the entire time that I have known this group, it has been my job to mold and to uh, get us closer to what Kelivor wants. Two of our group have already been converted and I wanted to have Otham here to uh, speak to you about that, to know that he, he knows that uh, my, de my uh, devotion to this religion is more than anyone else that I've ever known. And, and I would agree with that. He's one of the most devoted uh, followers of any religion I've seen. Um, uh, uh, maybe exception to people that were uh, more, more along the evil side that we've encountered along our, our journeys that, that were maybe a little overboard. But he clearly believes in Kalimbor and, and I, everything I've seen follows along. From what I understand of, of that religion, I, he follows along and He's he's been good for our group, for sure. Krant, uh, I'd make an insight check. All right. Oh yeah, twenty eight. Oh wow. Okay. Um, he's nervous. He's really nervous. Um, and you you get got a twenty eight. Yeah. Um, he's nervous. He's nervous about Otham being in the room and it's less a, like he's nervous about it's, it's more like, Oh God, the boss's son is here. I don't want to say the wrong fucking thing. <laughs> you know nice. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those. He, he, he can't decide if you guys are being genuine or if this is some sort of test or, and it could be a test by you. It could be a test by Feralt. He's not sure but he is on high alert right now. Okay. And that's, I, I'll be honest, uh, the way I was talking, I was trying to put him in a little bit of ease. Because I want his help. I, I keep trying to say, I'm, you're not going to lose your job or your head. That's <laughs> what I was trying to hint at. Um, yeah. so, so maybe I'll be able to, I'll be a little more direct. Uh, so, Drakamov, I would like to become one of the bearers of the pall if that is what Kelimvor wants. I want to work with you. I want to learn from you. This has nothing to do with Feralt. The reason we're talking to you is because Feralt's not here. He does not know that I am trying to do this yet. 
I mentioned it once that I would like to read some of the books to learn more, but he does not know that I want to stay here in the lights and work with you, you three, the whole triad, to see if we can organize this religion even more and get more followers to help for the cause. Can uh, I roll make a, a persuasion check? Yes. Oh, yeah. Roll to 16. Uh, plus 7, 23. Okay. He stands up and he doesn't take his eyes off Altham for a good 10, 15 seconds. And then he kind of claps his hands together and goes through a couple of somatic movements and says just a few quick words. And his eyes kind of go white as he looks around the room. And you see him take a good, long look around. <laughs> Check invisibility, maybe? And then no. he, then he kind of sits back down. And he says, what specifically do you see your role as? And he's slightly more relaxed as he says it. His um, eyes, by the way, his eyes, by the way, are still white. Okay. And they're still, they're still kind of scanning the rest of the room. Um, when I see him do that, um, well, maybe this won't put him at ease. Forget it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to go, I was going to do non-detection, but I can only do it on myself. So <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So that gotcha. might look, that might, that might look a little shady. <laughs> I was thinking if I could do it on the room or something, that'd be great. Um, I understand your nervousness, your anxiety. Uh, we know, I guess, is it safe to talk freely? Uh, that <laughs> depends on your friend here, but I believe these chambers to be safe. Okay. How much, friend, how much trust do you place in him? I place a lot of trust. I have placed my life multiple times in his hands. And he in mine. I have actually say, brought him back from the dead before. Which I feel gives me a little bit of sway with Ferald. And I understand the fear, a little bit of fear of Ferald, which is probably what he likes. But my role here is not to take over. My role is here to guide and to do Kelimvor's will. Kelimvor has been my life for the last 12 years. He brought me back from the dead. He has guided me, told me where to go, who to take out of this world and who to protect in this world. And I just want to continue that. When I got here, I felt that this was not the proper way. This is not something this cult that's here was not what Kalimvor would have wanted. Not the way that I would have known, that I knew of uh, his religion. And I want to help reform it. I would love for you to stay the triad as the high priests. I just want to be a teacher. I just want to help. And if Kelivor calls me to continue my journey, then I will leave and continue my journey. He 
It's going to take a, another long look at Otham, and I need you to make one more persuasion roll. Mm, that was not as great, but still pretty good. 18 total. Okay. Um, he goes on, and, and I'm going to cut through it a little bit so we're not sitting here role-playing this conversation all night. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, he goes on to put a little bit of faith in you. Um, he's going to free up access to you to get into the library. Although you have to strike a deal with him, you know, after a little negotiating, um, whenever you go in there, it's gotta be briefly enough that you can do the non-detect thing and get in and out. He doesn't want you to be able to be seen. Okay. Uh, you can, you can remove whatever materials you need to, but it's going to be quick trips in and quick trips out. You can't just spend, you know, days in there researching. Right. Um, cause my non-detect lasts for eight hours. So six, six oh, hours, was half that. Okay. No, okay. Six, six hour trips, but not all day, not multiple days. Right. Right. Cause I'll be noticeably gone from wherever. Right. I got it. Um, he also gives you a little of the real politic of it, which is that he being one of the three high masters, um, he tends to, he tends to be the reformer as well of the three, but the other three are staunchly in Farrell's pocket. Okay. So he is willing to work with you and allow you to work within the system to do what you can and to turn a blind eye. Um, but he won't publicly support you. And if you get found out, you're on your own. And don't talk but, to the other two. Sounds me like he's just two. another politician. Well, that's what religion is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but he will give you, uh, he, he does give you um, a key to the, to the inner workings, the, the inner chambers of the library, and, and basically allows you free reign within there. He does warn you that a lot of the texts in here are old, um, and that there is absolutely no, you know, there are contradicting texts, something that they might have picked up from, you know, the tower at Rohira might contradict something they picked up in ends or might contradict something else they found just here in the city that predated the blight. Um, but there are through lines that they've begun researching, but they're really, they're really struggling. Um, you know, and they're in differing languages and differing years and differing conditions and stuff like that. So your work is certainly cut out for you. Um, but that's the deal he strikes. Basically don't get caught and he'll let you do what you want, but don't talk to the other two high masters either. I understand. Okay. And at some point, uh, just so you know, I will at some point speak to Ferrell about it himself, but I will not bring up you or this conversation. So you will be safe from any, any kind of uh, backlash from him as well. He also leaves you with a word of warning. Um, and the reason one of the reasons that he's so worried about it and one of the reasons he was so nervous is Farrell tends to keep close tabs on Otham and Rolthor both. And it's something that he has, he has tasked the other high masters with not with watching, but if he sees a problem, he has tasked them with doing, doing things slightly differently or doing things to impede. And he gives the example of when you guys were in Sarthea and you were trying to cross that bridge and the, the rangers who were on the dinosaurs seemed to go really, really fast um, 
to, you know, you blew the bridge and then they managed to escape that, that swarm that they had no business escaping. Part of that was his work as he hurried them across the bridge so they could assist you on the other side. Um, and they also had a hand in dummy down that cave dragon a little bit. So it was no less terrifying or tough, but you'll notice it didn't speak to you. Okay. So Farrell has interceded on your behalf a couple of times. Um, some you're aware of, like, you know, when he, when you were in that bar and he kind of plane shifted the entire bar and some of it right. you're not aware of, he's, he's poked around and helped you, but it was very specifically to help out either Otham or Rolthor. And that explains you looking around the room now. Absolutely. I understand. And, and you have my word. I know you've been kind of checking me out and I, I know part of that is concern about for all but I, you know i'm along the same lines as Kron said i'm i'm not anything to him about this conversation it's you know your secret's safe with me as far as i'm concerned this never happened all right i don't think feral's sons have any love lost on their father at this point well thank you very much for your time and for your efforts uh we may not speak for a while, but I will do some research. And if I need anything, I will, I will pass you information through an intermed, in, intermediary. Okay. And he walks you out of his chambers and out of his apartments and down the hall um, to kind of where there's, there's kind of a, a meeting space of, you know, the hallway from his place leads to one. And then there are two other kind of hallways coming in that you could assume go to the other high master's apartments. Um, and then there's the fourth way, if you think kind of a plus symbol, the fourth way is the way out. And he makes kind of a big deal of seeming to rebuff whatever your advancement was and just says kind of get out of here. It makes kind of kind of a show of telling you to fuck off without telling you to fuck off. But he puts some steel in his voice and you, you get the idea. It's not difficult to figure out that he's putting on a show for the others if he's being watched. Gotcha. All right. And you can head back to the hideout. Uh, Meep, you've identified everything. You guys all have your shit. Um, Bright Axe and, and Rolthor have been have been beating on each other a little bit. They're uh, pretty worn out, but none the worse for wear. Um, how are you guys going to spend? I mean, it's it's at this point, it's you guys spent a large chunk of the day there. And, um, uh, anybody else doing anything while you're in town? I know Meep, you're probably working on your your weapon a little bit too. Did my strength go up by any chance with all this nice working out I did? Uh, no, it did not. The identify would have only taken me like probably, well, I'm thinking like probably what, like an hour? Uh, I mean, if you're using slots instead of identify, instead of ritual casting, then then it wouldn't take long at all. Okay. You just kind of so, cast and you're like, oh yeah, that's a folding boat. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a this. So. I'm going to eat, go eat massive uh, quantities of food, chug a bunch of my uh, energy drinks, Get to work. All right. Very good. Um, go ahead and make a um, go ahead and make a uh, a uh, dexterity check for me. Do I need to use my new tool? Uh, you may, yes. No, you can totally use your new tool. Okay, so what type of check am I doing? Is this a tinkering check? Yes, basically, yeah. Okay, so I think I get to add my um, 
my proficiency bonus to that, right? That would be correct. Yes. Yeah. So okay, it's, cool. it's dex plus proficiency. Yes. Sweet. Okay. Sorry. Plus one for the multi-tool. Yeah. I'm going to see if the multi-tool allows me to actually like roll with it, which would be awesome. Uh, that would be, sorry guys. No, I guess not. Huh. Oh, well. Okay. Chris just had an entire conversation with himself. Yeah, I suck. I rolled a two. Mother freaking fucker. Sorry. The wow. rolls I need, I bomb it. There you go. It's an 11 That's total okay. with my pluses. Okay. That's what I was going for. And then what? Uh, roll and arcana check as well. A three. Sweet. <laughs> okay. You are just, you're, yeah, it's your so exhaustion. I'm never going to shit. <laughs> Next time I roll good, just give it to me for God's sake. please. So you feel like you're, you feel like I'm you are making progress. Like yeah. You feel like you are right. making progress. Um, however, you're awfully tired. So, <laughs> so I apologize. I'm so sorry. Um, but you're getting there. These are all adding up. Yeah, I'm officially lying next time. <laughs> Natural 20s on both. How'd you do that? Okay. Um, anybody else? Croker, you got anything else you want to accomplish today? No? I would uh, like okay. to go uh, speak with Rolthor very quickly. Short conversation. Okay. Knock yourselves out. And Rolthor, are you uh, You're slicing and dicing? You're trying to uh, practice with your... <clears throat> trying to buff up and get my strength up but apparently i'm too weak well you're not going to do it in one day geez just like i told my son you can't get abs in one day wait Kranton has a son no no that was <laughs> that was that was my voice that was my voice oh it was a Kranton. i don't know maybe Kranton does have a son who knows no probably not um, probably, does. <laughs> probably three or four um so uh I come walking in to wherever you are and I'm holding a, a little, uh, little piece of wood and a uh, jug. And I walk up and I say, Rolthor, I don't know if these items would suit you or not, but I may not be, I may be sticking around the blight for a little while. I'm not sure if a folding boat is something that I need to be carrying around. So you were, you were off at that tavern and we got these items. So I would like you to, to have this if you think you could use it. Uh, I believe uh, Bridex has one too. But now, now we have two boats. Sure, this would come in handy at some point in time, but we would have to, well. This will be even better. And I have this jug. And I say, okay, open your mouth. Ready? Come on, you can trust me. I, I roll a persuasion check. <laughs> roll roll inside against him, roll Thor. <laughs> oh, inside. All right. Yeah, I got six. 
Yeah. Oh, you I, totally trust him. 100%. Say, I, I only got a 16, so you had a shot. <laughs> um, That's one of my good numbers, too. And I uh, – <laughs> so for the jug, I just have to think about what I want to do. Is that right? You What you want it I, to be in there. I yeah. use an action and name a liquid. Okay, yeah. So in front of you, I'm not going to make you drink mayonnaise, even though that would be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure the mayonnaise would come out of it very well. Uh, I say, uh, so, Rothar, do you like beer or wine better? Beer. All right. So I shake the jug and you hear a sloshing sound. And I say, beer. And you see something flash inside of it. And I say, okay, here you go. And I pour it out into your hands so you can drink it from your hands. Look. The jug makes whatever liquid, well, maybe not all the liquids, but quite a few liquids. This would come in handy, I'm sure. But again, you're more of the, uh, you know, magic sorcerer type. I go running in. I don't think a jug is going to help me if I run in with my hammer. Well, if worse comes to worse, this will keep that fool bright axe occupied with something. (laughs) It also makes things like water, salt water. You can get honey out of it for food. You can get uh, oil. It makes oil and a little bit of acid. The acid seems to just dribble out, though. So, Can it make uh, potions appealing of some sort? I don't believe so. I don't think it's that powerful. But you can work on that. Maybe you could add to it. A milk. Milk is the one thing that I was hoping for. But apparently, uh, I am out of luck. So I bequeath this to you as well so that you can have uh, some fun at uh, Bright Axe's expense. <laughs> well, we would hate to lose you on our next adventure. You're, you're the one member of this party that, uh, besides myself, seems to carry their weight. Oh, well, I appreciate that. But... <laughs> as I think, you have managed I think to bring you... us back multiple times. Well, I am good at healing. But I would bet that if you were to give your brother the time of day, he could do a lot more than he does. Even though, you know, if a troll breathes on him wrong, he falls over dead. But I understand. I just get worried that he will I get worried he will get tripped up by an ant and that will be the end of him. <laughs> so teach him how to turn into an ant and help it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> See, you can look. He goes unconscious every time you look at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so. Jeff, you're a you're the devil. Devil. You're evil. <laughs> He's not even awake to hear it. Jeez. No, that's what I'm saying. He's I out. Know, I know. <laughs> that's all right. So okay. that's my conversation with Rothar. All right. Um, Meep. You, as you're, as you're working on this gun and as you're working on, you know, kind of fitting things back into place and, and figuring out where things, where things go and whatnot, um, your side is itching something terribly. Um, and as you, you kind of look down and kind of pull up the leather, the leather straps of your armor, and you can see there's, there's brand new flesh kind of stitched across there. Like it's, your wound is healed, but it's not it still hurts. It still feels funny. Um, 
Is this my wound Father. from the last battle? From the planetar that, that yeah, that yeah. stabbed you? Yeah. yeah. It, it does not feel good. Um, and you kind of scratch at it a little bit and, and, you know, it's not a physical pain. It just, it's, it's, it's almost like elements of PTSD with, you know, just, just feeling like a real brush with death, like a legitimate brush with death. And you keep flashing back to that dragon head that you saw, the stone one with the ruby eyes. You keep flashing back to that. And it's just, it's, that's part of what your, part of what your issue is. You're just having trouble concentrating and focusing. And that mixed with your exhaustion is just, you're just not having a good day. It's kind of like day two of your Moderna vaccine. It's, it just fucks you up. <laughs> nice. Okay. So as you guys gather in the evening, are you going to take another long rest here and then head out somewhere or what, what's, what's the plan going forward? Um, I believe so. Okay. I believe we're going to do a full rest so he can get his thoughts back. Okay. That's fine. <clears throat> and then where are you intending to head out after this? I think don't correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen. Is Alfdrag the next uh, to stop the army? To it's uh, right into the Minotaurs. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, we'll need to teleport there. I don't want to to stop Calabasque, the Elder Brain. I thought that was the uh, the goal. Survey says, boys, boys, anybody else there? Croker gave oh, a thumbs man. up. Yep. Okay. How are you oh, getting me, to Alf Trag? Can Aaron teleport us there? Or can, um... Isn't our boat ready yet? Yeah, I say, yeah. Can... Your flat, yes, the, the Randa is in port. Let's, and get, ready to go. let's get moving. What's the uh, shit on the road? How fast can that move? What's the pace? I mean, it's slower than teleport, but a hell of a lot faster than going by land. It's, you know, it's, it's hard to say, but it's, it would probably have you there in a couple of days. Yeah. Can I keep couple, up on couple, my three magic days. carpet? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but it might be worth a try. I mean, you need to learn how to use it, right? So I right. think you should fly, fly above us. Just in case, and then if you fall I'll off, I'll take it with us and practice flying on the way there. There you go. I think multiple people should practice flying on it. So you're taking the ship. You're taking the Randa to uh, to off track, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. So you guys are all boarding. Am am I boarding? I'm asking. I was planning on staying. Will I stay or will I go? Depends on whether. Uh, say, I feel like my job. My job has been wrapped up, gentlemen. Ooh. Is anyone against it? I mean, we have one person sleeping. We have. Uh, I I feel like it's been a long time coming. <laughs> And you, you and I have had uh, conversations about this need of yours to to stay behind. I would have felt like you would have prepped me somewhat. I feel like you have. Yes, I feel like Meep, you and Croker can continue. 
I mean, I, I get it. Sometimes you have to stay back and take care of some stuff, but just as long as you know that if we need you, you got to be there. Oh, I will be there. But I also believe that the blight needs me too. I need to correct any uh, problems with this cult and change it into something better and maybe get more people behind us. I know Feralt is uh, putting a lot of faith in this beast that he has. Hey, let's cut through the shit, man. Feralt's a douchebag. You yes, take over but- that shit, man. He's the, he's the necessary douchebag, though, right now. Yeah, he is necessary for now. And that's the key word. Uh, wait, should I be worried about him being around here? I don't, I don't know. But hey, anyway. what's, what's, a, what's a douchebag, by the way? Is that, is that, a, is that a kobold thing? Uh, <laughs> is that something you find in the sewers? You know what? I'll try to draw you a picture. Oh, okay. I'm not sure I need that, but I just go with whatever Meep says sometimes. But I believe I will be, I will stay here. But if you need me, just send a message. And if we need to connect, I can send a message to you as well. If I get information, I will send it to you. All right. That sounds good. You know what? Maybe we can figure out a way to like, because it would be good from time to time, honestly, to, to be able to like, either like hand stuff back and forth without always teleporting back to the blight. So let me put my brain on that. I mean, I haven't really invented anything yet, so who knows how long this one will take, but it would be cool to have something <laughs> where we could uh, hand things back and forth. Like I could stick it in a compartment and then you could pick it up on the other side. Huh. It'd be like oh. a little bag of holding, but with like a teleport issue with it. Like an Amazon Dropbox. Yeah. 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 Wait, what's an Amazon Dropbox? I mean, are you oh. talking about the women with one tit that shoot bows? No. And you say Dropbox, it makes me think you're seeing something you shouldn't see. It was something Killivore showed me in a vision once. This and conversation I, took I, a I real never, left-hand I turn. Never, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on, on anymore. anymore. <laughs> All right. So, Are we on that note, yeah, so on that note, Dom Hurst says, yo, either get on board or get the fuck out of here. All right. So, you guys. Hey, that was a sentimental goodbye, man. Right, yeah. 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 That, was, um, that was amazing. Broker, so knock him dead. But only right. when Ke- only when Kellevore tells him. I throw to. an axe at whoever he was pointing to. <laughs> <laughs> some uh, some <laughs> random ship man just does the does the uh, what's the the Wilhelm scream off the side of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys all board the Randa, um, and Dom Her, you know, kind of gets his orders from you, and you say go to Alftrag, and he looks at you like you have two fucking heads and then says, well, nobody said this would be easy and begins to trim sail and take off. So um, you lift up and out. Um, and as you go over the blight, well, you leave the blight, you go into the forest, into the woods. Um, you see, well, you see, you don't see a ton, um, but there are... Uh, there are groups of people you see that are kind of keeping observation on the blight, um, which is not something you would have expected before. From the ground, they were nearly impossible to see, but from the air, you can see um, what appear to be trails 
uh, from large pack animal, like elephant sized pack animals and things like that. Um, doesn't appear to be like on a war footing or anything, but there's a little more activity than you would have expected to normally see. Um, and you begin your sail south. Is there any way, do you want to stick with the coastline? Do you want to try to sail over the mainland? Like what are your, so are you we spent, we spent the day doing research. So we know the best, the best approach, you know, we, we, we talked to some, to, to spies and, and got information on figuring out the best approach to Alftrag, gave that information to Dahmer and mm-hmm. uh, see if we can land outside of town with the best land approach without getting too, um, like without getting observed or the, the best possibility of getting into the city without getting observed. Can so we, that was can we my take quick. those tunnels in? Remember the tunnels that one guy got us out of? Wasn't it off-track? There were. They were about three miles outside of town, so they were yeah. a little little close for an airship. Not bad. You could do it. So that we was could good. Land, we, we could land can, farther away and take those in. Yeah, take mm-hmm. a take a you know walk in, horse in, cart in. What are we going in for again? I totally forgot. We were gonna stop the uh, the beholder is sending an army to Alstraz, and we gotta stop at the Elder Brain. Sorry, not the beholder. Oh yeah. And we gotta right. stop him, but he's got control of some of the Minotaurs too. We wanna free them, or Brightax did. That's right. All right. So you're looking for the stealthiest approach, or you're looking for the fastest approach? I'd say stealthy. Stealthy. If we're if we want to do this and do it right, which is what we want to do. Okay. We need to take the stealthiest approach, and if it takes a little time, that's okay. Everybody can hone their skills and prepare for battle. I just okay. got to say, you know, um, Coker, I, I feel a little lost not having another member. I mean, like, no offense, but, like, none of us are great talkers. I mean, I, I, I'm good at talking, but not anything that anybody likes to hear. Hmm. And, and Crofton <laughs> was kind of good at that. You know, I mean, who's going to do the talking now? Shrek isn't going to be Awesome's brother. We will figure it out as we get there. I'll talk I'm when just, I need to. I'm just saying, you might be up, buddy. You and that right. jacked up throat. So you guys here, um, over the course of, it, it takes a good, it's it's about two and a half days sail. Um, Domher kept it pretty low to the ground, actually. Um, he was less concerned with being observed from the ground as he was being observed from the air. You guys are in close enough to the coastline that um, that the uh, the Black Fleet is real concern to him. So he was he was keeping it kind of low and slow. Um, you over the course of a couple of days, um, you could see you were high. You know, it's one of those things you you sorry could I'm see the you. smoke rising from different coastal villages. Um, of which you'd visited one. Um, you can see that there are um, in in the uh, land kind of approaching Alftrag, um, crops have been slashed, A, probably to feed the army of Abaxis, but then the fields behind them have just been, have been burned and um, you see different crews uh, as, as you're going about. Um, it looks like they might be salting part of the land. Like they're really 
tearing shit up. It's it's a, a slash and burn type of operation. Um, you get within a few miles of where you know these tunnels to be to exist on the on the northern tunnels, the ones you've used before. Um, and he goes ahead and puts it down, uh, and wants to know kind of what your instructions for him are. Do you want him to take back off and go somewhere else? Do you want him to do his best to stay close? If you need need him in a pinch, like what what are you aiming for his? What what are your intentions for him? Uh, we need him to uh, stay unobserved. Um, he can go out. We figure how long is this going to take us? How long do we want to be? Let's set up a timetable with them to say, come back, go out and disappear, do what you need to do. Come back in, in X amount of days. Uh, a bunch of us have signal flare type spells that we can, uh, I mean, it could take us, I would think, a week, couldn't it, to get in there, infiltrate what's going on? Yep. Because we, if we're yeah. trying to be stealthy, we're not going to exactly be able to run in there blaring. Nope. Which, yeah. You're yeah, at so least well a full out. day's, yeah, you're at least a full day's hike just in the tunnel alone. Okay. Right. To, so we to tell get to the we, tunnel from where you are and then in. Um, we tell them to give us uh, seven days, and then if we're not back in seven days disappear and come back every uh what two to three until we're back yeah that's a good idea i like that okay all right so you guys gear up um and you hit the ground uh and then he just lifts right back off um and and takes off he's he's trying to push you as far on the distance as he can as quickly as he can it's kind of you know he's kind of trying to do the uh the old helicopter drop in drop you guys off and gtfo um, yeah. And then land you, um, you know, it's like I say, you're, you're probably another, the tunnel entrances that you're at are probably three miles from the city. Um, the, you are probably another, at least two, maybe three miles from those entrances. Um, you're proceeding on foot. How would you like to proceed? I'll so go is there a, a trail? Are there refugees still, or is that pretty much cleared out? The area you are in is pretty well cleared out. It is it is kind of a no man's land. It's again, it's you're in the, the area you landed landed in used to be farm fields and 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 croplands and small villages and shit. And it's just, um, you know, the the AOA harvested the crops that were there and then just burned the rest. So it is a lot of open field, a lot of ash. Um, a lot of just scary, weird shit. Um, it's, it's eerie, but there's not much life that you see. There's nothing obvious. Well, if they could see us, we could see them at this point. Type of, type of terrain, correct? That is correct, yes. All right, so we'll try to be as stealthy as possible to get to our cave entrance. Okay. Agreed. So... You guys begin to move out, um, and it's like I say, it's it's two or three miles away from the entrance that the one entrance you know of, um, and it's you know it's a couple of hours because you're going slow, so it, it takes quite a while to hike there. Um, you do manage to make it to kind of the the camouflaged entryway um, that you know had been pretty heavily protected and pretty heavily charmed. And had been, uh, it had been nearly impossible to see unless you knew what you were looking at. 
now looks like a gaping open just huh. broken area that the the stone gates have crashed there's no type of enchantment disguising it or anything like that it just looks like you're entering a giant cave wow okay all righty the tunnels do exist i mean you you it doesn't take long you know you can walk in 15 20 feet and realize the tunnels appear to be relatively intact there's pieces of cave in here and there rubble but it, it appears to be from where you are it appears to go straight up the pipe um it's okay. just any of the defenses that the smugglers guild had put there are now a thing of the past all um, right yeah okay well let's take some precaution and makes entering easier yeah i'll take lead okay so you guys begin your march um and you continue kind of walking in there, you do notice you get, it's probably another, oh, probably, you, you get within about a mile of Alftrag. Um, and you realize, especially like Rolthor and, and some of you who are really heavy magic users uh, who are very much in touch with the weave, um, you can kind of feel, it's almost like a shift in the air. It's almost like when you go from, like when you go into a cave and you, you know, you, the air outside is very different from the air inside. Um, but this is, it's, you haven't transitioned between like an outside and an inside. It just, you, as you get closer to Alftrag, it feels like kind of the, the hair stands up on your arms a little bit and you can feel kind of a little bit of just kind of electricity, just kind of snapping around and realize that you're, you're, coming through this bubble where the weave is changing and it's further out than you expected it to be. So that, that weave change that we felt once before mm -hmm. is much is, is broader. It, I mean, you're about a mile from the city. So it just, it, it extends when you Outside guys did it the city. first time you had jumped straight into the city. Right. And right. you thought that the effect was just in the star within the four walls or the five walls. Um, you're still outside those walls, but you're feeling a shift to it. I'm is not saying that your intense? spells are going to, no, it's not nearly as intense. You're just, you're, you're feeling as, as you're walking in, you're, you're kind of feeling, oh, there's, there's a shift going on. There's a bit of unease coming. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. I'm just going to test the cantrip. Okay. I, I mean, I just want to make sure things are working as a enough so that we can still, um, I'm just going to test, uh, create bonfire or mage hand. Let's do something non flammable, flammable. Yeah. I'll do mage hand. Okay. All right. So you'll do mage hand. I'm going to try to pickpocket the elephant out of bright axis. Okay. Ouch. Hang on just a second. I'm going to bring it up. I brought up the wrong table the first time. There we go. All right, so you cast Mage Hand. Roll a d20. Um, would this be Slide of Hand? Well, you're you're rolling to cast first. Oh, that's scary. I got a natural seven. A natural seven. Okay, you feel... Seven is the magic number. Um, so you begin to feel... And you recall 
three of your guys at one time turned into shambling mounds. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, sweet, great. So you cast Mage Hand, and you feel the hand kind of come out of you. And, and as you cast it, you kind of stick your arm out to cast it, and the, and the hand just kind of um, almost like an astral projection, like you see your mage hand kind of come out of your hand, and it starts to go forward. And then your skin and your flesh and things like that begin to morph and kind of follow the mage hand and try and catch up to it. And then it just kind of jerks back, and you realize you, you didn't change into a shambling mound, but it felt like you were headed in that direction, something fierce. Okay, but you're not. Gotcha. You're not there. It, it didn't. It didn't take effect. It didn't take hold. I'm going to tell all the guys what I just experienced and the idea that we are back in the realm of spells aren't going to work like one of them do, boys. That's why you always carry a good axe. <clears throat> and that's why I carry a bright axe. <laughs> well done. That was that was a good one, Meep. <laughs> All right. So what kind of marching order are you guys going in? And Crout, that I'm assuming at this point you're just, uh, or Alex, rather, I'm assuming at this point you're just Yeagering Bright Axe? Sure, I will be Bright Axe. Okay. That's All right. A, so what kind of marching order are you guys going to go in? Uh, I'll go, well. I can go first if you want, man. I'm pretty good at this stuff. Yeah, I, I, I like to take up the rear because people can surprise yeah. me from behind. Okay. Uh, Bright Axe. Oh, oh, Bright Axe will be two. So much okay. I want to say about that, but I'm just going to keep my tongue. So Meep and Bright Axe, roll Thor. Do you want to go before or after Otham? I'll go before. So roll Thor. And then Otham. I'm going to be stealthing. And then Croker. I had, I'll oh, stealth yeah. ahead about like, I'll go and stealth ahead like 40 feet. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you go out ahead about 40 feet. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check for me. Oh, 15. 15, okay. So you don't see it at first, but you hear um, what sounds like running water up ahead. Um, and it's, it's or, or dripping water. It was it's not falling water. That's the word I'm looking for, falling. Um, and you're, like, you're like, wow, that's really weird i don't recall there being any sort of moving water down here uh the first time through these were more like thermal vents and and you know that were also used as smuggling chambers and so you're walking along and you look down just at the right second just before you're about to take one or two more steps that would have sent you over the edge and there's just a huge crevasse that is in here where the tunnel has collapsed but also the land below it has fallen away and there's a good probably 25 30 foot gap in the tunnel that just falls oh. away into a pit that you cannot see the bottom of from where you are. Okay. Oh, whoa. Holy. Oh my gosh, guys. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm good. I'm going to wait up till the, the group comes. Okay. How, right. how far apart is this? Like how far over is this? Like how much of a crevasse? Like how wide again? It's, it's to get to the other side, it's 25 or 30 foot. It's hard to tell. Okay, cool. I think probably Bright Axe is the only one who stands a real chance of jumping it. Uh, guys, we, uh, we got to get across this thing. But luckily, I brought the handy dandy. I'm going to reach in the bag of holding. Oh, actually. My bag of holding or? You I have should your... have my handy haversack. I think I got that last. 
I did. I reached into my handy haversack and pulled out a cool little carpet. Boys, I got the way across. What is that? Am that is well. Am I supposed to wipe my way, ass with I that? Way, I got I got the way across for most of us. You might have to jump it. Oh. But we'll be on the other side in case you don't make it. Uh, maybe I should go first. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> okay. So what's the rule on uh, running and jumping? Uh, you have to move at least 10 feet. And, okay. oh, my gosh, what is the rule? I thought it. You, you go to 10 least... feet and you do, you do double your. Oh, go ahead. Double your strength? I, I thought it was double. Yeah. I thought oh, it was double. Out. I thought it was double your bonus. That's for jumping high. Okay. I think this is he's doing a forward jump. So I think I think it's double his actual strength score. Jump a uh, long jump, ten feet. Your strength score you uh, you cover a number of feet up to your strength score. Score. But yeah, move so, ten feet. So he could move what eighteen twenty jump eighteen twenty. Yep, 20. Yeah, he can jump 20 feet. He's not going to quite make it. Well, crap. Even what if, if I roll just... and put some extra oomph into it? What if we tied a rope around Meep and just threw him across? <laughs> I think I could throw 20 feet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty I sure I can throw 20 feet. I'm sure you could. <laughs> right, X. <laughs> well, yep. the, the... Huh. Just give him, give give him the rope. Give him Otham's Otham's little rope of of uh, un ending, and then build a rope bridge when he takes the carpet across. How much weight can the carpet hold? I can hold uh, most of us. It, it's like I think up to four hundred pounds or something. So, oh. so is it just is it stoned? Is it a stone uh, wall? Like, so the walls around you, and it's a it's a large tunnel. Like it's it's probably twice right. Braddock's height. Um, there's just there's a gash where something caved in. It doesn't quite have sunlight coming through, but there's a large like the fell away, and there's just okay. Wait, 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 wait. We're, we're thinking too much of this, guys. Here's what we're gonna do. We're all gonna fly across. We can take multiple trips. I can drive. Then Otham there is gonna fly the carpet back over. He's going to give it to Bright Axe, who will fly it back over to us, and then Otham's going to use that cool little wings armor thing he has and fly back over, and we're all over. It's true. Well, that Got sounds food. like fun, guys. What a great plan. Oh, it looks like the DM's going to Jaeger. <laughs> Jaeger, our sleeping companion here, yes. <laughs> all uh, right. Oh, that's okay. a great... Yeah, uh, let's do that. I, I really kind of wanted to try to jump it, though, but, you know, oh, well. I, I kind of wanted to see him try and jump it. <laughs> all right. So you guys managed to do that. And really all you've burned is a bunch of time, right? So it's getting on into, um, into the and very late evening hours. As you continue marching into Alftrag, um, you come to a rather large chamber. Um, and there is, there's light coming through the other end of it. And you can see it's just, it's, there's either like really thick dust or really light ash or something kind of covering it all. Um, there are bits of it that have ca ca kind of caved in, which is where the light comes from. 
um, but it's a large, large chamber. You see a few tracks in the ash. Um, and that's it. You're looking at it. When I say large, it's probably, I don't know, 200 feet by 200 feet. Like it's a really big chamber. Uh, the ceiling is curved and rather ornate. Um, in a prior life, this was probably some sort of loading and unloading area. And now it's just kind of ruined. Can I try to figure out what kind of tracks those are? Sure. Make a survival check. Survival check. Uh, and somebody make one for Autumn as well. Make a nature check for Autumn. Or survival, whatever. Are you I don't, know, his, I don't know what his bonus is. I don't have his character up, but I rolled a 12. That would be probably, I'm going to guess, like an 18 to 19 range. Okay. Yeah. And what a bright actual? Uh, 22. 22. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the tracks that you see um, are really large. Um, and your minds kind of immediately go back to the the kind of active camouflage type Hydra that you had fought before. Um, but you're pretty, you're pretty certain it's not the same type of tracks, but it's probably the same size of tracks. There's probably something big, perhaps not in this room, but close by. All right, guys, stick together. Could be something big around here. Uh, weapons hot. I've already got mine out. I'm always ready. Okay. So are you guys going to proceed forward then, or what are you doing? Yeah, yep. yeah so. I'll, I'll go back up in the lead to give us at least some warning. They can hear my screams and know something deadly. Is okay. There. There you go. All right. Give me, uh, give, me, give me a round of stealth rolls. Ooh, baby. Ooh. I don't know that my stealth roll is great, but let's see. Yeah, I know. 18. Oh. Ooh, not bad. I'm tripping. Wow, Rolthor. Good job. Rolthor, what'd you get? I can't use my regular six. A six, okay. Bright X got a 17. Nice. Wow, big man coming through. More stealth than me. Big man coming through. (laughs) All right. And give me a second here. Um, Uh, sorry, I'm almost there. Oh, Otham did really well too. Otham got a 19. Okay. So you guys, um, as you continue to go through here, um, some of you, Croker, barely even leave footprints in the ash, which is a real talent. Nice job. Um, some of you are a little noisier. Um, and Rolthor, as he's kind of bringing up kind of the, the dead middle of your group, uh, kind of stumbles on some rocks. And you hear a couple of things kind of click clack and, and, and chitter a little bit. But the rest of you are so quiet that you're fairly confident that that could just be taken as the ground settling or you know something along those lines. You do manage to make it about midway into the chamber. Um, uh, Meep, you're up front. Go ahead and make a perception check for me. Twenty-three. I'm sorry. Say that again. 
23. 23. Okay, very good. Um, you notice a couple of a couple of shapes in front of you. The appear to be it's it actually reminds you a lot of the chimera, uh, or not chimera, the uh, uh, hydra, as far as kind of the active camouflage piece of it. Um, it seems to be some kind of biological camouflage that's on two different things that are relatively small that are kind of forward in front of you. Um, it's it's difficult. You can't make out what they are. Um, they don't appear to be much larger than dogs. Okay, I'm immediately going to uh, use my fingernail to write Rolthar and say fire up. I think there's a couple camouflage people up here. They seem to have some sort of camouflage. But be ready. Okay. Uh, I'm going to see if there's anything I can do to... Uh, Have they seemed to, can I see, perceive if they seem to see me? Are they moved when they saw me? It's, it's really too difficult with, with the way that their active camouflage works. It's really difficult to even make out their shape, much less kind of what they're actively looking at. Um, so and how many of them are there and how close are they to each other? There are two that you've seen. They're about 10 foot apart from each other. Um, okay. And they are roughly probably 20 feet in front of you in the direction of the door that you're trying to get out of. Okay. So they're in our way. Okay. So when the guys are within five feet, I'm going to cast um, web across them. Okay. All right. So you guys continue forward. Um, they... Don't really react. You get within about five feet and you say you cast web. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you kind of do your, 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 um, your piece of that. Go ahead and roll your D20. I don't think I rolled D20. I think they just have to roll the break oh, free or avoid. You're rolling for your spell. Oh yeah, that's right. Darn it. Here we go. Nine. Nine. Okay. Um, it's actually, it's kind of awesome. Um, your, your, first of all, your spell works. So web kind of pops out of your hands and hits the cube that's around them. Um, and you, that's a 10 footer, right? So you managed to get them both. Do I remember that correctly? Uh, it's bigger than that. If I correct, it's, uh, 20 foot, 20 feet, 20 feet. Yeah. 20 feet. So that becomes rough terrain. Okay. Yeah. And you, as you're casting, as you kind of let your arms go out to cast and the web kind of comes from the end of your hands, you begin to see your, your skin becomes really, really shiny for a brief second. And then you can see your skin just kind of disappears and you can see the musculature beneath. And then that continues to disappear and you can see the nerves and the bone. And then you realize you're looking straight through your hand and you look down and you have turned invisible and you gain the effect of the invisibility spell for three rounds. So roughly, um, you know, 30 seconds or so. Kind of awesome. Um, When you do this, when you do this, however, it does, um, the animals do react and you hear, and you just kind of hear this kind of growl and then, and then you hear this yipping, almost like coyotes yipping. 
um, and it is on. So let's go ahead and roll initiative. Sweet. Hail to the yeah. Okay, and I'll just go around and ask you guys. Um, so, Croker, you got a? Uh, 22. Okay. 13 plus 9. Krantha, uh, I'm sorry, Bridex? I got to roll advantage, and I rolled two 17s, so 17? ni 19, 19 total. Okay. Roll, Thor. Roll Thor. He's muted. Stop right. being. I knocked my computer over. I'm, I'm sorry, muted. you got what? I'm ready. I, I had knocked my computer over by accident. I'm going to go okay. to the spot. Um, can I hold my action? You're not doing an action, you're rolling initiative. Oh, initiative there. Uh, Meep, what did you get? 20. Okay. 11. Okay. All right. And Rolthor got a 23. Um, somebody let me know if he wakes really? up. Yeah. I'm you sorry. I said Rolthor. I meant Auth. Yeah. Auth, I'm got a 23. Sorry. I, I have his character up. Do you want me to play him? Yeah, that's fine. I've, I've got it pulled up too, but I really wasn't wanting to play him, so... Yeah, that, no, that that's works. cool. I got him. Okay. Um, okay, so is going to have the first move. So these two things kind of get up, um, and they are in the webbing. You have no idea if they've, if you know, how it's going to affect them, other than they're in the webbing. Let's hope it affects them in a negative way. So what are you doing there, Awesome? Yeah. What are you doing, Chris? I'm not first. Awesome's oh, yeah. up first. Sorry. What did Awesome get again? 23? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, he, he rolled a natural 20. He's a plus three. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, he is going to – and we don't know. There's two two in the web. That's all we know, right? Correct. All right. So um, – If I hold an action, oh, let me spell this guy. Uh, I don't want to cast spells. Shoot. Uh, yeah, he's going to wild shape. What the heck? Okay. That's considered right. magic, isn't it? What are you going to wild shape into? I'm looking at what he can turn into. Um, oh, there's so many options. Holy crud. I'm okay. going to turn into a elemental of some sort. I just have to decide an earth elemental. Can you turn into an elemental or does it have to be a creature? I can turn into earth elemental. Oh, okay. Um, roll your d20. Oh, please be a nine. Oh, a one. A one. Oh, um. So the good news is the spell works because, well, the bad news is you go mute um, for 
four rounds, so you cannot speak. The good news is because it's an ability and not a spell, um, you do manage to wild shape. If that had been a spell, it would have failed because you couldn't do a, uh, a verbal component. Um, oh. But you do manage to you do manage to wild shape, so you're good to go. This will make role playing them easier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So you what? I'm sorry. What type of elemental? Earth elemental. That's my Earth bonus elemental. action. And there's right. my uh, main action. I'm going to hold it, and if anything busts through the web, I'm going to clobber it. Okay. Fair enough. All right, Croker, your turn. Meep, you're up on deck. All right. Well, I'll just uh, throw my axes at the uh, ones that are caught in the web. Okay. That probably seems. uh... Okay. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Actually, and they are. Go are ahead. they both restrained, Chris? If they they failed their throw, so they're both restrained with web, right? Yeah, they're both restrained with web. They can spend their action to try to get out of it if they want to. Right, but he gets advantage on his throws, then, right? Um, uh, yeah, if, if they're restrained, yeah. Yeah, so you're going to yeah. get advantage on your attacks if you're throwing. Um, All right. Good to go. How, I know, how far away are they from me? Because I was in the back. Uh, he waited, but he waited. So you guys got within five feet, so they're probably. I mean, not. 25 feet away 10 or 15 feet away actually at this point i don't know if i want to jump on them and just use use melee so i can get an extra throw in since they're being held down so uh yeah you know what i'm gonna close in for melee okay if they're if they're uh five feet away oh yeah i'll run at them okay um and i'll get a plus five uh on the damage roll because i charge them so okay. uh, first one is a 26. That definitely is going to hit. Second one, it nat- oh, I got a 19 and a 20. Son of a bitch. So natural <laughs> 20 on the second one. Okay. And 27 on the third one. Okay. So these things, because of where they were, were you going for the one on the right or the left? Um, since I was towards the back, whichever one's closest to me. So I'll let the guys that are ahead get the one. On, so I would be the one on the right. Let's just say the one on the right. Okay. One on the right. And go ahead and roll up your damage. You hit with all three hits. Right. So that's uh, 15. I'll leave one for the rest of us, man. Jeez. 20. That's 27. Thirty-seven, forty, and yeah, you you rip it apart. Uh, Forty-one points of damage. Yep. So you rip it apart. Um, you do need to roll save because you entered the web to see if you are therefore restrained by the web. Ah, uh, yes, sir. What type of save? Uh, it's dex. I think dex. it's dex. Nineteen. So dex save. Um, I'm going to use uh, Indomitable okay. to re-throw, re-roll my saving roll. Okay. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you roll, man? Uh, uh, three plus seven. Wow. Ouch. Okay. So, so uh, I'm going to use <laughs> uh, five. Five. Wow. Okay. Oh wow! So you are as well restrained by the webs. Um, however, the other one is—it's a good, 
uh, it's another six or seven feet from you. It's not within melee of you. So um, I just demolish this thing and get tied up in sticky oh, web and gore. And it looks like the other day when I walked out of my backyard and a coyote or something had clearly gotten a hold of a duck or something in my yard, and all there was was feathers and bone. Uh. <laughs> it's it looks like that as you've got. Um, and as you're ripping it apart, the active camouflage in this thing actually fails. And it looks like a gigantic kind of cross between a coyote and a dog. Like it's, it, well, they're very similar things, but, um, but very black fur, very red eyes. Um, Ooh. And like nasty looking, probably about the size of a Great Dane. So a decent sized dog. Um, but oh, you just, you fucking shredded this guy. Uh, Meep, you're up. Bright Axe is on deck. Okay, I'm going to take two pot shots. Um, with my my guns. Uh, okay. So first one, it's going to be a fourteen, and second one because I'm rolling so well tonight is going to be a twelve. So I probably missed it both of those. Yeah, both of those. Unfortunately, both of those are misses. Yep. Cool. So you click, click, bang, bang, but um, nothing. You, Does it uh, get advantage because they're held down? Oh. He is correct, so we'll take both of those. That's a miss on your first shot. Go ahead and roll advantage on your second shot. Okay. 29 and a 19. Did you say 29 Sorry. and a 19? 29 and 18, so that's probably a hit. 29 and 18. Yeah, both of them are hits. Well, it, yes, it's a hit, yes. That's going to be um, seven points of damage. Now, since it's restrained, do I get my sneak attack or no? Well, there's somebody um, within five feet, so I would get my sneak attack. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it to you. Brett, he's a croaker's a little outside of that, but I, I'd give it to you. Well, and you guys waited until you were within five feet to cast, so yeah, that's fine. So 17 total points of damage. 17 total points, okay. So you blow a hole in the side of this thing, and it is her. It immediately kind of yips and kind of goes down and, and does the stagger walk thing. Um, it's it's in real uh, dire straits here. Uh, Bright X okay. to you. Uh, unless you, unless Meep wants to move, it's to you. Uh, no, I like to stay far away. Okay, I'm good. Bright X. I'm going to walk up and hit it with my axe. Okay. Let me show you my surprise face. Well, here's what's not surprising. I'm not going to rage first because yeah. this thing already has got a gaping hole in it, right? That's right. That's so right. I figure I'll just put it out of its misery at this point. Oh, my gosh. I rolled a 14 on my first attack. That's a miss. How does that happen? Advantage. Oh, yeah. I got, a 20, advantage. I got a 27 for my first attack. Okay, that's a hit for sure. And then we'll roll the second attack. A 21. Do I need to roll a second yep. time? Well, uh, I no, got a 26 are... the second time. <laughs> yeah, those, are, those are both hits on those attacks. Okay, two hits. All right, here we go. Damage. Spoiler alert, you're going to kill him. No, I want to see how much. <laughs> 25 total. Twenty. Oh, yeah. You. Uh, so, again, in very short order, web is cast. These things are restrained. And Croker and Bright X just go up and do work. It's like they're just, they're, they're just enjoying. It's like they're artists and blood is, you know, web is the canvas and blood is the paint. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, you do. Oh, so you ran up on it as well. So you need to uh, roll your saving throw for the web. Dexterity 19. 
Who? You. Oh, me. Okay. Yeah. Dexterity of 19. Oh, crap. Uh, yeah, no, I got a 14, so I'm okay. stuck in the webs. Yep, you're stuck in the webs as well. Um, from each flank, you hear yipping, and you hear this, and it's it's this cross between coyotes and jackals, and it's on both sides, and there's there's a lot of them. Um, not a crazy amount, but it's you can you can hear more than a few on either side, um, and then you hear this, and you realize it's kind of you know how when a dog or a cat runs real hard on a stone surface and kind of takes a second to get the traction, so it's just before it takes off. As you hear that, and from the right-hand side, so coming at Croker sideways, um, are three of them, and they are each going to attack. Hey, Meep, get this shit off of me. <laughs> and... I don't think that's how, I don't think that's how, that's how it works. Wait, did did uh, Awesome or Rolthor get their attacks yet? It's not around to them. These things are rolled into initiative. Oh, okay. Ro- Rolthor's last in initiative, and Awesome was first. Um, although Awesome will get a held attack here in a second. Um, if any of them come near Awesome, yeah, I was going to say. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so sure. I, my best one, my best shots, I got a 19 and an 18. Do those hit? I think they do for you, right? Who are they, who are they going on? Me? You, yeah. 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 Okay. So both of those are going to hit. Um, they are, where is it? They have to roll a dexterity check to avoid being trapped. Yeah, they will. Um, so the first hit and the second hit is, so there's 14 on the first and seven Ooh. on the second. Ouch. And that's slashing damage. I'm sorry, piercing damage. Um, but they also... These little doggies can hurt you. Well... Oh, yeah. You also take an additional... I'm sorry. Oh, I just rolled a natural 20 and I wasted it. You have to roll a saving throw. Damn it. Uh, roll a... Um, what, is, what is your spellcasting ability? Is it wisdom? What is your... I don't remember what yours is. What do my, you mean? My spell your, attack? Your, or my, yeah, when you, my save? When you, cast, when you cast a spell, which uh, statistic do you use? For your bonus, uh, intelligence. Intelligence. Okay, make an intelligence saving throw. Okay. And actually, you took two hits, so you're gonna make two intelligence saving throws. Uh, the first one is a, and it's intel. The saving throw. Correct. Which is different. So that's a plus three. So that's twenty-two. Okay, that's fine. And fourteen. 14. So on the second one, so the first one, this thing bites you and you feel this odd presence as, well, first of all, I kind of played this a little bit wrong. I think you surprised the first two that as the, as the three come into the web, the web disintegrates around them. It just vanishes around them and not all of the web. So it's not the entire 20 by 20 cast. It's just where they are within their immediate range. The web just disappears. And so as they get to you and go to bite you, the web actually disappears from you as well, freeing you. The first one bites you. It does the, uh, it does the bite damage, the piercing damage to you, uh, which hurts. The second one, when it bites you, it, it, the first one, you're able to, you feel this wave of nausea go over you. The second one, the nausea gets you. 
Um, and right now, whatever your highest level spell slot is, take one away. So make it look like you've used a spell and whatever your highest free one is. My gosh, ouch. Is that, I don't it, like these dogs. Not some sort of poison then. No, it's not poison. It's uh it's it's he's attacking the weave itself within you. Okay. So it's there are psychic? three No, it's not psychic. It's just a it's just a weird kind of anti magic dealio. All right. Um there are three coming in from the other side and they're gonna do the same thing to Bright Axe. So we've got a miss. What's Bright Axe's armor class? Well, it's not a 24, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Two misses and a hit. Alex, you with us? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, okay. I keep forgetting I'm Bright Axe. No, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you so, say that, and it's not keyed in my brain to respond. Right. 18 is my armor class, too. Okay, I, yeah. So I got one hit on you. Um, okay. So that is 11 points of piercing damage. Okay. And you were not raging, so you take full. Correct. And what is your spell casting type? Spell I think casting wisdom is type is <laughs> he gets that from a warlock, so you're gonna make a wisdom yeah. saving throw. Because I'm so good at that. Well, you know. Oh, I rolled an 18 naturally. <laughs> okay, so you so you know what my save is? 18. All right. All right well, that's all right. <laughs> You do manage to save. So it's the same thing. This thing yips, it, it, it nips at you and it hurt. The bite hurts, but it's really as, as the web drops from around you and drops from around these things. Um, it's really when, when that bite gets a hold of you, you feel just kind of the, the weave within you just kind of goes just a little bit haywire. Okay. Um, but you managed to fend it off. Roll Thor, you're up. Uh, Otham is, oh, I'm sorry. Otham gets his held attack first. Three. Okay, so as that thing comes running by me, I very unloudly roar. And meow. What's that sound like? Meow. Meow. <laughs> just like that. Okay, so let's see what I get to roll here. Up. Uh, da, 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 da. Seize my. Okay. Okay, my slams. Okay, two slam attacks. Sorry. A natural 20 and, oh my gosh, a, a 17, so a 25 and a 37. Uh, so those both hit. So damage is uh, 2d8 plus 5 bludgeoning damage. Okay, so... The first one does eight, double that, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 22 points of damage for the first attack. Okay. Or for the first, whatever, plus 22 plus, um, wow, it was an awful roll, one, two, eight. So 30 points of damage total. Two okay. fists down the dog. <laughs> And you flatten one of them, so you got just enough to get it. So um, well done on that. So one of them goes down, leaving you with five. So did you attack? Did you attack the Rolthor side or the Croker side? Uh, I'll attack the Rolthor side. I like to keep Fireboy. I'm sorry, 
I said I said roll Thor. I meant bright axe. There, there are three on bright axe, three on croaker. Which are you attacking? Oh, uh, croaker side then. Bright axe croaker side. So croaker is down to two, and bright axe still has three on him. Now roll Thor. It's your turn. Are they lined up all <laughs> like in a row? Do they're I, all patiently they? waiting for a lightning bolt. I mean, they're yeah, they're pretty they? close. They're they're if you want to if you want to use your movement to flank them, yeah, they're pretty close. I will prepare to get my... hit with a lightning bolt. <laughs> no, I'm not going to use lightning bolt. I mean, I'm not going to go that big. I'm wondering if I can hit him with my Agnazar Scorcher. It goes oh, cool. five feet wide and can hit anything in line. So if I'm thirty, if I'm close. If I'm within range. Yeah, I mean you're gonna you're gonna hit Croker and you're gonna hit Brightex if you do that, but you can absolutely hit the other the rest of them as well. Uh, you know, collateral damage. We're in that kind of kind of business. Okay. All right. I'm casting it. Okay. So before a... before you do that, roll a d20. D20 plus anything or just a d20? Nope. Just roll a d20. Nineteen. Nineteen. So the target of your spell, including Croker and including Bright Axe, um, all receive the effect of a shield spell. So the spell works and it fires, but everything's armor class goes up five. Mm. That's so, okay for me. Um, so Agnazar Scorcher, so is that a save for them or is that an attack? They- yeah, dexterity or dexterity saving throw. Oh, so shield doesn't even help him. That sucks. Okay. Um, so you two, so Bri- uh, Alex and Brian, uh, make your saving throws. I gotta find my decks. Natural twenty. Uh, eighteen. Whoa! Holy crud! Nice job, guys. And I got. Probably a bunch of passes. I got three 19s, a 17, and a 12. Yeah, my dexterity is 18, so... Okay, so two are going to take full damage. So what kind of damage are you rolling? It was 21. 21, okay. So um, did you when you went, did you flank to Croker's side or to Bright Axe's side? We'll say Bright Axe's side. Bright Axe aside, okay. So Bright Axe had the three. So Bright Axe, two of them next to you, um, get massively uh, hit. They're not down, but they are in really bad shape. Um, the other one took about half damage. Um, so it's it's not great, but it isn't near death like the other two are. Um, Croker, the two next to you took hits. Uh, and I'm sorry, you said 27 points. Is that what you said? 21. 21 points. Um, they take hits and their fur lights on fire um, and the active camouflage is going in and out. Uh, they're hurt, but they are not nearly as hurt as the, as two of them that got on, uh, on bright axis side. Uh, that was roll Thor off them. It's back around to you, Chris. All right. I'm going to slam attack the other one near Croker. Okay. Okay. Well, there, uh, let's there, see there are two, there are two near Croker. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. So I'm going to okay. slam. Are any of them damaged? 
They're both they're the both arc. hurt, but they're not dead or near near death. Okay, so I'll just do two slam attacks on one of them. Um, okay, and that'll be uh, seventeen and uh, seventeen and a uh, uh, sixteen. Sorry, it's okay. Both of those hit. Okay, I'll just roll this all at once. Get full damage. Total damage is going to be 25. 25. That does it. This, I'm going to uppercut the one with the fist and then pound it in the side and slam it against the wall. And when you pound it in the side, the, the opposite side that you hit just ruptures and guts just leak out onto the ground. It's Awesome. It's, it's so powerful. He never wild shapes. Um... All right, so that's going to bring us back around to Croker, and then Meep is on deck. So, Croker, you have one living next to you. It's it's hurt. All right, well, uh, do my thing. Hack and yeah. a slash. It uh, it doesn't have any webbing on it, does it? It does not. You said no. it dissolved. Okay. So, the first hit, oh, my gosh, is a 29. The second hit is a 14. And the uh, third hit is a non-natural 20. Nice. Okay, two hits. Two hits. That's two hits. So that's uh, eight, 14, 15, 16 points of damage. Okay. It is barely hanging on. Oof. I'll let uh, somebody else finish it off instead of taking a. Okay. All right. Meep, it is to you. Um, there are three left around Brydax, Um and there's one left next to Croker. Uh, I'm going to take the uh, three next to Brydax. I'll take my two shots and try it. Look at one that's somewhat damaged. See if I can knock that one off. Okay. Um, almost didn't switch characters. First shot is a 18. Second shot is a 26. Okay, both hit. Yep. Uh, it's going to be my gosh, I'm doing the worst damage rolls. Twenty-one points total. Okay, that's enough because the one, the one you would have been shooting at, I'm sure, was the one that was in bad shape. So it's yeah, that takes out one of them, so he's down to two. Okay. Uh, Bright exits to you. You have two of them next to you. One's in really bad shape. One's kind of ho hum. <laughs> ho hum. All right. Ho well, hum. He's he's looking me... pretty mean. Uh, but there's three total right now. There's, there's two next there's to me. And three there's... total. I will go ahead and rage. Okay. Since some of them hit me. And I am going to hit the one next to me that is uh looks pretty bad first. Okay. Ooh. Uh 16. I haven't been keeping track. 16 does hit. Does hit. Okay, good. Yeah. Ooh. 
Uh, I have a 12 sided dice somewhere. I don't get to use it very often. All right. That is 12 damage. Okay. Oh, no, I, I, I had two, don't I? Uh, 14 damage. 14 damage. He's hanging damage. on, but barely. Damn it. Oh, does uh, I, he has something with his uh, primal path, right? You have to roll a deck save, I think. Oh, like for lightning? Yeah, for his storm aura. Yeah. So weird thing happens. He where he normally does his little lightning jujitsu. Uh-huh. Um, oh, actually, you can't do it anyway. Never mind. It's a bonus action, and you bonus action raged. Oh, it is a bonus action. Okay, I believe so. So cool. never mind. So weird All thing right. doesn't happen. Weird thing doesn't happen. Okay. Okay. I am going to uh, finish this guy off. I guess. Okay. Yep. Seventeen. Yep. And it, it doesn't matter. You get okay. him. <laughs> he he was hanging on. It was like he Check. was yeah. Okay, so you have one next to you, and there's one next to Croker. All right, uh, it is to them. Um, fuck it, they're each going to make an attack. Uh, the one on Brightax scores a natural twenty. Oh. The one on Croker scores a twenty-one. So, on Bright Axe, that is a 5 times 2 is 10, plus 4 is 14. Divided by 2 because you're raging is 7 points of piercing damage. And then I need you to make a saving throw using your spell casting. Okay. Wisdom, oh, I got an 8. An 8. And again, so as this clomps onto you and bites into your into your wrist where it caught you um the piercing damage hurts it's seven points of piercing damage you're like ow stop biting me bitch um and you don't forget to throw in the word bitch right um but it really what you feel kind of sucked out of you is some of that magical aura whatever take away one of his highest spell casting slots so i think i only have two so yeah no, I only lost one. Okay. This, this one. Yeah. Okay. Use one of those yeah. slots. Yep. Gotcha. Um, and then... So that's it for him. Okay. Um, and then what did I say was the second one? It was a 20-something. So yeah, that's going to be a hit on Croker. Yeah, he hit. And that's going to be 4 plus 4 is 8 piercing damage. And I need I you to make a... a 14. 14 does not pass. You lose whatever your highest spell slot is. One of your highest spell slots. Done. As again, the this thing just kind of keeps eating your spell slots. Um, Back to Rolthor. <clears throat> All right. Um, I'm just going to do my simple firebolt. Okay. At which one? The one by Croker or the one by Bright Axe? Croker. Okay. So, our bolt. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. So you get up your fire bolt, and this thing is barely hanging on, like barely hanging on. 
you pull the firebolt into your hand, you fling it at him, it goes flying toward him. He got his ability back and it just disappears when it gets within a foot of him. Yeah, roll a d20 to see what happens, right? Oh, yeah, you got to roll a d20 to see what happens, too. Sorry. He's okay. great, thanks. That's all right. Ten. Ten. Uh, well, had it gone through, it would have been a critical hit. It did not go through. Sorry. Um, did you want to take any movement? No, I'm good. Okay. Uh, it is back around to Otham. Chris. Two uh, slam attacks. Otham is awake. Oh, is Otham awake? Yay! <laughs> How close am I? Um, you're real close, and you're a giant fucking elemental right now, Earth elemental. And you can't speak. And you can't oh, speak. That. Yeah. <laughs> that was making role playing a lot easier for me. <laughs> sure was. Um, and um, you've been doing slam attacks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Slam attack. I'll, I'll try to attack. There's one. there's one right next to Bright X. There's one right next to Croker. The one next to Croker, Croker is on Death's door. Um, okay, well then we'll go after that. Okay. That is a 13. What did, what did you actually roll? Because your bonus is huge. Oh, the plus uh, eight. Rolled. Okay, so it's a 21. Okay, 21 definitely hits. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, don't roll for damage. If you did the one by Croker, it only had two points. So you're going to kill him. Okay. All right. So you slam down and <laughs> flatten that little bastard. All right. Okay. Uh Croker, you have just been freed up by your good friend, the random elemental that just popped up. Uh, there's one over next to Bright X. All right, so I run over and swing the axe. Okay. So how far away is he? Uh, about ten feet. So you can you can get up to him. Awesome, and I can charge. Uh, that is a twenty, a non-natural twenty. Yep, that hits. That is a... I can't read these. Oh, a 26. And a, a 24. Yep. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, all three hit. You're going to wipe this guy up. Yep. All right. Well, I charged. So that's uh, plus five. Uh, so already <laughs> I've done 10 points of damage. <laughs> already you've killed him. Just by charging into him, you killed him. You didn't have to swing okay. your axes. All right. All right. It's down. So you guys take a look around you, um, and you can see, obviously, there's a lot of dust that's been unsettled and, and ash that's kind of come up. Um, and you see the bodies of these things, and they're these, like I say, they're kind of a hybrid kind of some sort of large canine-type creatures. Um, that Their auras, as they went down, some of them had the weird auras around them that basically just ate up the magic around them, which is why Voss's firebolt failed the one time but you still had the scorcher that hit and things like that. So it's, it's, you're not quite putting together why, but there, there are weird issues with these things. Huh. Do they seem from this dimension? I'm sorry. Would I be familiar? Would I be at all familiar with them? Uh, roll a, roll a nature check. 
Oh, I'm good at it now. <laughs> Ooh, unnatural 20. Unnatural 20? Yeah. Um, not something you're super familiar with, more like, I mean, you know, less nature and more like um, um, legend. Um, Play from my world? Kind of, yeah. But okay. they're, they're kind of spoken of as, as you can't remember even remember the names of them, but they're kind of spoken of as the things that kind of live between worlds and live between heartbeats and things like that. Um, kind of a boogeyman type. Okay. Not a boogeyman, but maybe the boogeyman's um, herald. Okay. So. Okay. That is it. So you guys are in this large chamber. You're getting toward the end of it. As you continue to walk through the door at the other end, it opens into another set of of kind of tunnels and chambers. Uh, but you are now in Alftrag proper. So you're within the city. You, you've passed under the star wall. Um, you're within the city on kind of the north side of the city. And that is where we'll pick up next time. What? Cool. Yeah. yeah.